and I'm picking a lot of lessons from it. I don't know how much you. Lives. The word of God is given to teach us, to make us learn and make progress in our relationship with God. Toby, the good man, called his son and said, This man that has been with you all this while, let us pay him. Let us give him something. Appreciate him. It's good to appreciate. It's good to appreciate. I'm sure if Toby did not do this, you have known that that's an angel. The good you do will always come back to you, a double fold, no matter how painful it is. Don't ever allow your attitude or your offense stop you from doing good. Insist that goodness must come out of you. You are a dispenser of goodness. You are a dispenser of love. So he called the angel and said to him, take your wages, half of all you have, you have brought back. And farewell. And the angel called the two of them what? Privately. I was concerned about that. Why not talk to everybody there? Amen. Amen. I've been still reflect on that. Why did the angel call the two of them specifically and began to teach them this secret? Have you got an answer? If you watch very well, the wife of Tobit, remember he mocked him at a point. Can you listen to me now? Yeah. You remember when the wife was saying, all oh, this your goodness, goodness. Yes, has it paid you? And if you, get, if you went through the video very well, you will hear when the angel said, when you were buried in the dead, I was there with you. That's even more shocking. The times you refuse to eat your food and had quest to go and perform this righteous act, you say, I was there watching you. We need to come to a point where we resolve and know that every step we take as God's people, God takes note of it. But you don't see them, does not mean they're not there. It's like at the, at the mass. I've said before, 47 official angels are always at the mass. 47 official. Not others that come to adore. Others that come to celebrate. The angel was there. And I'm sure the angel heard when the wife was mocking the husband. Don't mock somebody for the good he's doing. And you know, it's a very common thing in the church. We like to castigate. We like to say things. When somebody is doing something, you don't, which maybe you feel that you are not having that same opportunity, you start finding a way to put a person down. Allow people to be free with their God, for goodness sake. Allow Now, this woman did not enjoy this secret now. And then she began to explain them. Continue the good work you are doing. When you do good, 
Evil will not overtake you. Wow. When you do good, evil will try to overtake you, but it will not overtake you. Prayer is good when it's accompanied by fasting, almsgiving, and righteousness. You see, he crowns it with righteousness. Righteousness is to insist to do the good even when it is difficult to do. To forgive even when it is difficult to forgive. To pray for your enemies even when it is difficult to pray for your enemies. To let go even when it is difficult to let go. That is righteousness. That is righteousness. He said it is better to give arms than to treasure up gold. But you know, this is the reverse of the world. The world wants you to treasure and keep. And when death comes suddenly, everything is lost. No one in the Bible calls that rich man who had a bumper harvest and thought it's about himself. He thought that it was about himself and he said, I will build a bigger van and I will store it and I will say to my soul, eat and enjoy. And God said that night, say, you fool, your soul will be demanded of you. We must catch this wisdom as Christians. We must learn this. Supposing today God calls you. Hmm? For instance, if God calls you today, would there be things you regret still keeping that you have used to transact your faith? Are there things in your life that you feel that if I die now, oh, if I had known, I shall use this, use this, use this. Check well. If there are things that are like that, do something now. Don't be in the class of this man who had a bumper harvest. Those who perform deeds of charity and righteousness will have the fullness of life. The fullness of life. There's no reason to keep things. It does not increase your grace. Tobias and Toby were men who understood the word of God. In the gospel, we saw Jesus again, you know, talking about engaging the goodies they have blessed us with. After speaking to the scribes and the Sadducees about how they were parading their religiosity, he sat down opposite the treasury. When I was reflecting on this yesterday, I said to Jesus, why did you sit opposite the treasury? You can face other place now. It's like this uh, the treasure, you know, the, what they call a treasure is the box where you make your offerings and all that. The box is sitting and was there watching. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. What does that say to you? Does it make any sense to you? They watched as they were bringing. Some were bringing plenty. This poor widow came with her two silver coins. And she gave. And Jesus spoke about it. What does that imply? 
Your offering has a lot to say about you in God's presence. The tendency that we will allow situations and circumstances to choke us and determine how we serve our God is very high. But every child of God who has come to the realm of faith will never allow situations and circumstances to determine how you serve your God. That woman proved it right. What her life depended on, the only thing she had was what she did. How many times we make excuses? How many times we make excuses for not giving God the proper thanks? The angel was talking to Tobit and Tobias and said, In every day, give thanks to God. Glorify his holy name. This is essential. So we can learn from this. It's in the word of God. The quality of your sacrifice determines a lot about you. And that's where emphasis should be laid. And not as Jesus was talking, you know, about the scribes and the Sadducees who like to show up religiosity. They increase, you know, like he said, they make a pretext of long prayers. Long prayers. But when you, when you look at, you look at their, their, the quality of the sacrifice they make before God, it's so shallow. So shallow. Quality of the righteousness is so shallow. Quality of the charity is so shallow. So for me, we must understand righteousness, charity, sacrifice unto God. Speak more than even the long prayers that we make. And that should be where emphasis should be laid in our journey with God day by day. And it's something that you have to do convincingly. Don't allow circumstances and situations determine how you are sacrificial to God. Because he sees everything you do and he pays back. The measure you give is the measure you get. David said, I will never come into God's presence empty-handed. That's the vow he took. He's a man who understands the presence of the majesty. I will never come into God's presence empty-handed. He said, I cannot give what does not cost me something. So anytime you're going to give, it must be something that, it must be a gift that will cost him something. He must feed a sacrifice for God to feed a sacrifice. People of God, when you give your sacrifice, when you give your thanksgiving, do you feel it? Do you feel it? Do you feel it? We thank God for the life of Tobit and Tobias. And we thank God for the, the Gabriel that was with them. One of the seven angels, one of the seven angels in heaven. They are still with us. Whenever your, your heart speaks to you to do something good, do that fast. An angel is there ministering to you. They were not different from us. They are still with us and they are still working. For as many who open themselves up to this channel of grace, they come and move that person. Each and every of us have an angel that is assigned outside of an angel to monitor and give details of your life. They minister goodness to you. They promise you to righteousness. They promise you to prayer. Sometimes they even suggest to you to do fasting. Even when you cannot do fasting, they will tell you, do small fasting today. You say, mm, mm, start grudging. You find a skill not to fast. It's to just discipline yourself a little bit to help you ascend spiritually. This is what God has furnished us with in our journey. 
And we pray that we will learn from these two men for their righteous work with God. Enough is there to inspire us in this evil and wicked generation where the devil is dominating the world with darkness, with corruption, with all forms of rebellion. We must shine like stars, you know, as where the stars shine in heaven. May the Lord bless his words in our hearts and give us the grace to always leave the path that was there for us through Christ our Lord. Amen.